please rise. Court is now in session. Love strength. Fighting for justice is the podcast. Fighting spell with a PA. Serving Philly in the counties and the tri states. Speak the change people minds. Yeah, we don't see hate. If you ever want to question law, yeah, let's debate. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Fighting for Justice with Josh, JJ, and a very, very special guest. Uh, I've known this guy since we were wee lads. Uh, the 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 he's my best friend, insurance uh, extraordinaire Dominic Felice is joining us today. What's going on, man? Thank you for having me, guys. Cutting the uh, workday a little bit short to join you, but I know you guys are all. Uh... Uh, make a lot more than me so your time is worth more than mine so <laughs> no big deal There's the of the day. appreciate it <laughs> all right so we're gonna jump right into uh news you should know um but a quick update from last week i know we were talking about the guy on the new york subway that choked out um the performer so it turns out that he turned himself in um and he was placed under arrest for second degree manslaughter. Um, you guys think that's fair? JJ? I think it's fair. I think that's fair. I'm not really sure. Uh, like, in cases like this, it's always about, like, what degree of murder realistically should it be? Um, first degree murder in a situation like that, I, I usually kind of reserve that because I think that most of the time that should be for what most people think it is, which is like you sat and you thought about it. This one seems to be that this young man was annoying people and this guy just went too far. So like, I think it, it from what we know right now, I would agree with it. Yeah. It sounds about right. Got you. Yeah. And I don't, I don't want to spend too much time. Josh, you think that's, you think that's correct? Yeah. What I wonder is if this is all pre, this has already been all worked out with his lawyers. Um, yeah. You know that we would charge him with manslaughter. He's going to come in. We'll turn him in, and we're we're going to we're going to do a plea, like real quick. Um, so I'll be interested to see how this plays out because to me that smells like we already know he's going to plead. Like his lawyers have already told the prosecutors we'll plead him out to manslaughter, um, and the the DA was like, yeah, okay, fine, you win. We'll, ch- we'll just charge <laughs> manslaughter, and I agree. We'll just le- we'll just leave it at that. So I think, again, there's been a lot of behind the scenes kind of, I, I think I said this before, like there's there's going to be a lot of behind the scenes stuff on this about what can get worked out ahead of time. Because there's yeah. there's so many, I mean, what there's like, there's so many witnesses. It, like, yeah, it's a video. Not, it, right. There's, there's a video. video. There's witnesses. What's this guy going to argue? Like the only, the only decision that a jury would have to make is just what JJ was saying. What, yeah, what is it degree, the right degree? Right. What, what level of intent did this guy have? at the time that this was occurring that's yep, that's the it. only thing that's that, that that would be up for decision in a, in a trial so and i'll say i'll say nick uh just so you can say i'll say here's the bottom line for people who are not attorneys <laughs> keep your gosh darn hands to yourself and you might be all right <laughs> oh i thought you were to- gonna tell me not to say anything during this segment i was gonna be like, perfect no problem absolutely <laughs> <laughs> So the funny thing is I was going to jump in and say, Nick, I don't want to throw you uh, in the fire on this one because we were talking about it last week. But the next one, you're not going to get off so easy. We want some opinions, sir. Um, But I don't know that there's many on this one. This one's just a cool story. So 
Um, I don't know if you guys saw this. Her name's Corey Richens, right? So I'm just going to read you some of the facts of this, though, because this is awesome. Uh, she was arrested on Monday, right? And she's charged with aggravated murder, um, three counts of felony possession with intent to distribute uh, out of Summit County, right? And I'm not sure if you guys saw this, but this is the woman whose husband died, and she actually wrote a book about grieving, right? And it was very popular, okay? Extremely popular uh, to the point where she was kind of famous for it. And a children's book, right? Yeah. And yeah, children's book about grieving, right? Now, here's the kicker. The charges that I just read to you, right? She was now charged with killing her husband, right? The person that she was writing the book about. And so essentially the facts, right? That she initially told the police that she made her husband a drink, right? And that he took a gummy bear, THC gummy bear. And they were celebrating the sale of his home, um, stuff like that, right? So then she basically told the police that she found her husband unresponsive and cold to the touch. Essentially they came, you know, he was pronounced dead. Okay. Uh, when they did a toxicology report, they found fentanyl in his system. Okay. So, and it was five times, you know, the lethal dosage. So essentially, you know, they did some investigation. Uh, they found out that she bought fentanyl a couple of weeks leading up to his death. Um, she lied about a bunch of stuff, right? That she wasn't on her phone. It kind of reminds me of the Murdoch case, right? Where her phone is now going to slam her. Um, but that's, you know, and deleted messages. So she's really trying to cover it up, but you know, I'll just, I'll throw it out there. I mean, I'll start with Josh, you know, what, what do you, what are your thoughts on this? I don't really have any pointed questions. I'll be honest. It's just a good story. <laughs> yeah, the the what I always love read what I always love hearing about on these kind of stories is how they actually got caught, like what what they, you know, the mistakes that they made along the way um, that led to their arrest. And obviously, in this kind of situation, um, the fentanyl, the sale of the fentanyl is going to doom her. That's the one where she's. I don't know how she's going to explain that if they can link that <laughs> back to her, right? You're not going to be able to explain why you were. You were buying fentanyl a week before your husband overdosed on it. I mean, I think there's going to be some, yeah. <laughs> so, and then the other thing was like you just said, Dave, the phone. Um, I think she told police that she gave him the stuff. She gave him the mule and whatever else and left him alone and was actually like with one of their children in the kid's room because the kid had woken up and she was trying to get the kid back to sleep and didn't have her phone on her during that time period. And then of course they dump the phone and they find that she's doing all kinds of different searches during that time period um, and was texting and things like that. So I don't see again, it seems to me like um, pretty airtight. I mean, I don't see how she's gonna, I don't see where she's gonna have too much room on this. I mean, it's gonna be some kind of a plea. And I agree. Uh, to me, Going back to what JJ said earlier, like this is the one where you actually you have actual malice, you have a lot of planning that went into this, you have an attempt to cover it up. So this is probably life in prison, would be my guess. Yeah, I, uh, you I don't know. know what state I don't know what state this was in. Um, whether they have the death penalty, I doubt that they would seek it. But yeah, um, I was going to say at this point the death penalty is kind of. I know we have it, but does anybody really use it beside Alabama? You know yeah, what I mean, Texas. Yeah, Alabama, <laughs> yeah, Texas, Texas. I think are the only people that are the only states that still kill people. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, this is a this is a this will be on crime shows for decades, and it's going to get all kinds of spin. Like you know, ten years from now, there'll be a documentary on the you know 
the grieve the grieve book killer or something you know some with some crazy <laughs> line. and uh that's I'll what watch it's gonna it. be it'll be a new it'll be, it'll be <laughs> yeah it'll be news of the week exactly I, well, I, tell, it'll be tell a, us. it'll be it'll be the netflix docuseries and it'll be a of course absolutely tell us dominic what do you think about a situ- about this situation you know do you think uh as a non-attorney, do you think she's got she's got a defense? What, what, what do you think? Like, let's let's play the side of, of what we do. All those bad things just got said about our client, and she comes to you and say, "Nah, the story that dumb behind story I told is the exact way it happened." Does that make sense to you? Yeah, but I think it makes it like you know I don't want to sound like I'm trying to speak too too you know intelligently about it, but it's like unless she had <laughs> you know drug problems in the past. Like, you know, all of a sudden she's just buying hard drugs. It does seem kind of like what's what's unless you have, you know, gone through rehab or been through, you know, all sorts of drugs. Everyone around you knows you're into drugs. Fentanyl's like the hardest of the drugs right now. So if you're doing fentanyl, like <laughs> you went through marijuana, cocaine, heroin, you you got there at some point. You don't just, you know, so I would say unless you have like some storied history with drugs to be buying fentanyl, to have a ton of fentanyl, like what is your defense really outside of that? So I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's a that, that's a valid that's a very valid point, man. Like that that's something even I didn't really think to go down that road, but you're right. Connecting those dots, man, that's all we really do. All, all we do is we ask questions when things don't make sense. If it doesn't make sense, we want to know why and her question this is what i take from this story is yet reason number 18 million why you should not talk to the police even though she was at that time whenever someone dies the spouse is always going to be the first person accused because usually it is the it is usually the spouse we're usually right and from there they always tell a story and when you tell that original story to the police you it can't ever change and now she has said so many things that even if some of them are wrong, she's never going to look like nobody can believe her because she's lied about some things that we already know. So she's doomed herself. Good job, my, lady. My favorite thing in the world is no matter how many times we tell people, your phone is like, it's basically DNA at this point. Right? I yeah. mean, you can prove almost anything with somebody's phone and then, but yet you still have text messages like you it's funny that you deleted some, but clearly, in my opinion, there was some kind of evidence on there of you buying fentanyl. Because, like, I wonder how they got that, right? You didn't think to delete the fentanyl text messages, huh? Because you're, you're a genius, so. Um... You know what I do find funny, though, is that the, the crimes, when technology, like, gets a little bit better, everybody is not really good with technology. So they may think they delete it, but then they may not even know that there's, like, a deleted albums file that they have to go to. You know what I mean? So like it's all right guys. So the last news topic and I'm listen, this is always controversial, but let's try to keep this short. Um, I'm sure you guys saw the Trump verdict of uh, his sexual assault civil case. So he was found liable, right. Of uh, sexual abuse (laughs) and um, defamation, right. To the tune of 5 million. Um, You know, they're, I'm not going to go over all the facts because it's too popular, but you know, it basically she alleged he um, assaulted her in Borgdorf Goodman, right. In a dressing room. And that was really the case. Okay. Um, So, you know, have just based on what you guys know, you know, do you think that's fair? Um, Do you, I don't know if you guys saw anything about the statute of limitations that got changed right for this case. 
So I will throw that out there. Okay. There, there was, um, it was essentially seven years. Right. And this happened. I don't even know. We're talking 30 years ago. Okay. And his mic fell again. No, dude, that music's playing. What the fuck? Ah. All right. Even better. Cool. So, um, so the statue of limitations, yeah, yeah, I'll cut it. I'm just going to keep going anyway, because I can cut it. So the statue of limitations were seven years on this case, right? On civil cases. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I'm just going to, I want to get your opinion on this This is a big kill of me. So the statue of limitations was now changed um, to essentially, it was 40 years, I believe. She worked with two mm-hmm. Democrats to actually change that, right? Mm-hmm. And she was then the first case filed because they said there's a one-year period where you are now allowed to file if you fell outside of the original statute of limitations, right? And she was the first mm-hmm. case filed. So, you know, just what are your thoughts on that? I don't understand. I'll just say this. Here's mine, and I'll let you guys talk amongst yourselves. Why, why does everything that involves Donald Trump right seem to be some kind of weird backdoor way why can't it ever just be straightforward why why what do you mean you had to change the it looks like here's what you know what it looks like it looks like you purposely changed the rules just so you can now go out and get a case against them i'm not saying that's the case but how yes, might how does yes, how does it look how does it look that's, so that's exactly what you're saying and i agree i don't, I don't need a long time <laughs> to say anything like that yeah okay i mean josh you have any thoughts nick you have any thoughts i mean, I mean they, they they changed the rules. I mean, they used their own democratic process, and the state changed the rules. Pennsylvania's been trying to change rules for seven or eight years now for Catholic priests. I mean, like so, to to allow victims of um, abuse in Catholic priest cases to bring those claims. Um, so this isn't unheard of. I mean, this is something that state legislatures have been battling with for a while since the, all the the church abuse stuff came down. Mm-hmm. So New New York obviously has a extremely, um, you know, I. I assume this but like i am pretty pretty sound in my reasoning here that new york has a pretty democratically leaning state uh legislative body and the majority held that that we're gonna we're gonna allow this one year window for people that have claims that potentially fell outside of the statute to bring the statute i began to bring their case and i think a lot of it again has momentum based on the the um you know the catholic uh the, the 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 scandal with the catholic with the catholic church so i don't i mean if Pennsylvania did the same thing, I would have no problem with it. I have no problem with, with New York doing it. And, you know, a jury sat in judgment of it and found the way they found. So what What else? Yeah. I mean, I'm I not mad at the like, jury. Everything. I'm mad at the board. jury. Listen, right. whatever happened in the case, I mean, I'm not. But, but, but only, hold on. Only, and one question, because I want to ask Nick. I want to ask Nick, a non-lawyer, what his thoughts are. Right. If you hear something like that, what do you think? Uh, obviously it seems unfair, but like when you mentioned like the, the priest stuff, like when, when they included it or extended that didn't, wasn't that before like a lot of different people for a lot of different people to be involved in that, as opposed to like singling out like a, a single person to, to extend it. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's my only thought. I really don't have like too much on this and I'm like, not, but if it's going to help out a lot of people, I would understand extending it. I don't necessarily like ex- understand extending it just to include one person to single him out to, to make it all about him. But I, well, and that I'm probably I agree. Wrong. if the, if the law, if, if it actually says in the bill that was passed, we're doing this just so this woman can go after Donald Trump. Yeah. Then I have a problem with it. 
but I, still, <laughs> I but I don't think that's what happened. So I, again, I, you know, it's a democratic majority. They changed the rules. So, you know, good for them. It's, uh, to me, that's progressive. I mean, it's, a, it's here is here is what I the only the only thing that I like am skeptical or not skeptical but hesitant about worried about is that civilly I don't really mind honestly because all you're talking about is money the jury is whatever they decided cool liable that to me it's not as slippery of a slope like I'm cool with that but once we start expanding the um the statute of limitations for criminal I have a problem with that making a, a I understand the the reasoning behind it, the same thing, but I have a problem with that because it's already hard enough to try and get someone uh, to have a fair shot with the subject matter that serious. If you're talking about trying to convince somebody that something actually happened 30 years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, the subject matter is always going to be really sensitive and make people want to believe. But then to actually prove that nothing happened 20 years ago with no evidence is going to be impossible. So I think we should, as a society, understand that civil versus criminal are two different things. And just because one works for civil doesn't mean we should do the same thing in criminal. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. I mean, I'm just, I, I don't understand is what I'll say. Even in the criminal case, they had problems <laughs> with statute of limitations, right? So just if you're going to do something, why can't it just be straightforward with this guy? Because he's, he's, he is well, untouchable. He's a straightforward person. <laughs> I understand it just, it, he's untouchable when it comes to things like these. So, you know, well, if you're going to yeah, file I these mean, cases, whatever. We'll see what happens with the Georgia stuff, man. Like, you know, I feel like we're, I feel like everybody's throwing out, like I said before, all these, all these local prosecutors are throwing out these popcorn farts. Let's see what the, let's see what happens when the feds bring them up on the, the Georgia stuff, like where he's, mm -hmm. Skeptical I mean, they have it. They too. have them recorded. Yeah, well, okay. They have it recorded. I mean, we'll I'm see. skeptical, but we'll see. Anyway, let's now move on to something more fun. Let's introduce our guest here. And so, Nick, tell, and for everybody that's listening, you'll never hear me call him Dominic, right? I've only ever called him Nick or Felice. So, you know, if you hear me say Nick, you know, but tell the viewers what you're all about, man, what you're into, what you do for a living. Tell them why I called you the insur insurance extraordinaire. Appreciate it. Uh, I am an insurance agent, been in, an insurance agent for 13 years now. I worked for uh, the Hartford Insurance Company. Now I work for Allstate Insurance Company. Uh, I manage a small agency in Bucks County. Uh, I'm Dave's kind of go-to when it comes to like weird things that come up in the office. If you guys have specific coverage questions, you've come to me a couple of times, which I appreciate. Um, wouldn't consider myself a, an expert by any means, but I have continuing education throughout my entire career as an insurance agent. So I was able to, you know, maintain my insurance license. So this is all just like PA specific information too. Like it, it does vary state to state, just like your profession. Uh, like some of the stuff I say may not sound right if you guys are listening in, in other states. So all of this will, will just pretty much be as PA specific as, as possible. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, man. And we always tell our viewers, like, we're based in Pennsylvania, so everything you hear, if you live in Pennsylvania, yeah, you're good. But outside, much. no advice. But now's a good time, I think. Uh, Josh, I think you've been foaming at the mouth, man, to have somebody that you can talk to about insurance and personal injury. So I'm going to kick it over to you, man. Now's your chance, right? You got the questions you ask. Yeah, well, he, my wrath was probably more directed at, at people that are more involved in the claims process than he is. But um, 
Nick, I did want to ask when you, you, you said you worked for the Hartford before and then came to, and then went to Allstate. Yep. What were you doing at the yep. Hartford? Same thing. It was personal lines, insurance, uh, auto and homeowners specifically there. I'm like broader now. I do commercial lines and all that stuff now. But like at, at that time, it was just uh, AARP um, product, like specifically designed for people who are 55 and older, auto and homeowners insurance. Okay. But it and was then... uh, sales, not like a service. It was all designated in a call center. So it was very different than what I do now. It was a you know, a floor of a thousand agents doing my same job and a thousand people on another wing doing, you know, customer service. So it was a very different like layout than, than this, but kind of the same job in sales. So people come to you when they have a vehicle that they want to insure, right? I mean, that's how, or, or home or any other, anything else that, that you guys would cover, correct? I mean, that's, yeah. yeah. And then you, and then your role is to you know, essentially go over the process, go over the process with them. And then, well, you can tell us what your role is, but um, I want to make sure that the, for the questions that I have, I want to make sure I direct them in such a way. Yeah, that- no, and I'll do my best kind of answering any insurance question, but but yeah, I mean, you're right. I, I What we really want to do is, is guide them through the process because it is, a, it's an automated like process now. I mean, people just want to click online and pay as little as possible. So being an actual like physical insurance agent locally isn't common. I mean, it's not the 1950s. People don't like come into your office with their folders and sit down and say, I want to shop my insurance. You know, that's not necessarily what happens anymore. It is definitely a lot more. Someone fills out something online and we follow up or they contact our agency because they Googled us or something like that. You know, it's not, it's a little bit less focused. Um, when it's at the agency level, as opposed to the other side of things. I, I don't know. Yeah. So here's my first, so first question I have for you, when, when someone comes in um, and they're, and they're shopping for they're shopping new insurance, you as a, as an, as a agent are trying to sell this to them. How much time do you spend going over? Let's start with the different, you know, their tort selection. Like, are you, are you required? Does Allstate have a, you know, a, a, a quota? Like we want you to do this, this, and this when, when, when um, providing the consumer with that information, or is that something that you do on your own, just on a case by case basis? Like, is that something that, that you as an agent stress to consumers? So yeah, definitely. We'd be required to review the coverages in detail from kind of beginning to end most people rush through that like to answer your question your first question how long would i talk about it i'd talk about it for 10 hours if i worked for that long you know what i mean if someone wanted to sit there and talk to me i I would talk to them in the same way that i'm talking to you i I want them to understand the coverage so that they can make the decision to move forward with whatever is good so in in this role where i'm at at the agency no one's rushing me along no one's hurrying me off the phone like i you know i don't have a specific talk time where i have to sell a policy in 15 minutes or it's over like i could take all day if i wanted to and and if a customer is willing to you know talk through that 10 hour fight you know however long the conversation takes i would be willing to do that as as long as you know they were they were comfortable i'm never going to be like okay let's move on you know like yeah. i'm trying to win them as a client uh, I want them to understand that all their questions are important and, and I want to take as much time as possible with that. So it, it could take a long time or people think they understand it and rush me through it. And they don't, you know, they, they think full tort is the same thing as covering full coverage on their car. And they say they want it, you know what I mean? And they rush me along. So 
I, it's it's difficult. You want to make sure they understand it, but you also don't want to lose someone who could be potentially interested if they're just like, come on, give me anything. Let's go, let's go, let's go. You know, so it can be <laughs> rushed or it can be slow. You know. Okay. Depending. Well, let me. So let me ask you this. Let me let me phrase it this way. Um, someone comes in, they're, they're they're shopping around, and they say, Hey, Nick, I see this limited tort and full tort. What's the difference? How do you like? How do you walk them through that? Like, what what is it that you? It just no one would be limited toward if people actually said like. <laughs> no, you gotta let him answer. No, no, it's, it, it's no, it's a, no, no, it's a, it's a, it's a good, that was a good question. People, was, people that are talking. No, no, it's it is a good question, and, and people, this is, people this is would essentially. So, like, if someone's coming in and they have the state legal limits of liability on their insurance policy, right, and they're looking to get the least possible price for their insurance. You have that discussion with them, but trust me, they don't care. Do you know what I mean? Like you're, yes. you're talking to them about something. It's a potential where they don't necessarily ever consider what is going to happen without someone like you directing them or, or a good parent to say, carry this or that. They really are just trying to pay as little as possible for their insurance policy. You know what I mean? So when it comes push to like, what do I, I I'll explain it to you the, the exact same way that, it, that I explained it to them. Basically, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, limited tort will limit your right to sue for pain and suffering in the event of an accident. Full tort will broaden your right to sue um, for essentially anything in the event of an accident. So you have the option. Well, I mean, it's obviously more detailed than that, but I, I would basically say if you're injured in, in an accident and you have limited tort, it would be a lot more difficult to sue someone for pain and suffering for an injury that wasn't substantial. And, and that's really what, what the extent of it is. Okay. So, I mean, that's pretty quick, right? I mean, you don't, yep. I mean, based on no. what you're telling me, it's not, it's not a. Well, you're right, you, exactly. Let me, let me ask Josh a question. Do you think that that is sufficient? I, no, but, but I'm seeing it, but I'm, not, <laughs> but, I'm, but I'm seeing it on the back end, right? I'm seeing it after the accident has already happened and the right. people are, right. So uh, what I always say is what I, and that, it's funny you brought that up, Nick, because everyone always, I say, are you, can you, do you know your tort selection? Are you limited tort or full tort? And the first thing they always say is, well, I have I'm full, full coverage. Right. I have full yeah, coverage. Yeah, exactly. It's because such an intertwin. Yeah, exactly. You're right. But is that being on the ground level? Like when when the when this process first starts, do you think that's being? I'm sure you do, but do you think some whole, somewhere it is somewhere it is explained? No, no, absolutely not. At some point, <laughs> this entire thing has been completely just mashed into a, like an insurance ball where people just throw around terms like full coverage and, and think right. that specific things are, are going to happen for them when they absolutely aren't. So, so I, I try to say this because most people, like I said, we're, we're more in a digital age now when it comes to this process, everyone's trying to pay as little as possible. And even the companies themselves selling the policies online almost lay it out in a way that you know, you, you click on the information and, and you can read all about it, but no one's really there to, to actually explain it to them or, or what the difference is. So you could select whatever you want, but unless you actually understand that coverage or have someone that's willing to explain it to you, you know, you don't really even know what you're buying anyways. I would tell you that nine out of the 10 people that I speak to really just don't know. I mean, you guys are so well-versed in this stuff and it still almost seems like every now and then something comes up where it's like, how does this work? How does that work? You know, like, people, regular people definitely don't know. They just simply don't know. They want a, a, a inexpensive insurance policy and they want the best possible coverage, but they don't always want to pay for it. So when there's a, uh, you know, a button there online that says you can pay this or you can pay this, 
they want to pay this. And they don't necessarily know the difference in between those two policies until you have an agent break it down for you and tell you those differences. Like, yes, you carry full tort on your vehicle, but you only carry limited tort on yourself. You know what I mean? So uh, I'm sorry, full coverage on your vehicle, but but limited tort on yourself. So yeah, yeah. Um, it, it can be you know, a discussion that people care about, or it can definitely be a discussion that people absolutely do not care about, but you're right. It only really matters when <laughs> something happens and they find out that, you know, they don't have this or they don't have that or the ability to do this or that. And, and that makes it rough on us too. You know, that's why we have them sign the, the tort form every single time an insurance policy is, is issued because it is our requirement to make sure they understand that coverage. It is, you know, within our job obligation to, to make sure that they make that decision. They have to decide full or limited tort. And then once they make that decision, they do have to sign a, a form which tells them essentially, you know, a breakdown of the coverage and what that yearly cost is between the two. They, they have to sign that form, send it back to us. And then we submit it to our company for, for a final record. Uh, and unless that tort option gets changed, that, that's retained forever because things like this can definitely come up, you know? Yeah, I, I I just think it's a there's a there's somewhere along the line there's just a fundamental disconnect and it, and and you're right a lot the the consumer bears a bears a, a big a heavy part of the responsibility as well because you're exactly right they want to rush through it and they want to just sign everything get the car insured so I can go go out and you know and rip wheels and I understand that but like I think there there is a way there is a way where if you're selling a product there's a way you can explain it to them there's certain words you could use. To say, Josh, what world do you live in? <laughs> I mean, he's what like, world do you live in where people will, where you know people will actually choose the more? It don't matter what you say out of your mouth. Half of them will not listen to anything but the price. So it doesn't matter what you say. There is nothing you can do to convince some, broke people to spend more money. They just won't give it the, they're not open to the idea of it, which means that. But like, that's why I mentioned the, the liability. That's but why I mentioned like the legal limits, like someone that comes to you with state legal limits, 1530, <clears throat> you know, five, I see that. And it's like, well, of course they're, they're not going to be carrying full tort with an insurance policy like that. Like it, it's up to me to, to, to take that. They did. They, I want to shop apples to apples. No, you definitely don't trust me. This is an awful insurance <laughs> policy. Let me yep. try to guide you in the right direction. So even at that point, I'm, 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 I'm trying to do my best as an agent, but I'm also pricing <laughs> myself out on the insurance policy because I'm comparing it to a company that's giving you absolutely nothing and it's $4 a month. And here's an insurance policy that'll protect you. That's a hundred dollars a month. But I, you know, it just sometimes yeah, sounds like, you know, sales, stuff. salesman fast talk. You know what I mean? When you guys yeah. say like, sometimes, you know, toward, you know, and, I, and I've heard you guys say it before in your podcast, and it's awesome information. I love it. But it's like for you guys, yes, that that is probably the case for you to change from limited tort to a full tort insurance policy. Probably didn't make too much of a difference for you. But for some people living in Center City who are already paying $550 a month for their car insurance for the state legal limits with thousand dollar deductibles and and no other options to get cheaper insurance to convince them to take a, a, a full tort in, insurance policy is essentially impossible. Do you want to barely drive your car and pay seven, $800 a month to insure it. No one does. You know what I mean? So right. it's, that's an impossible conversation to have. And those are the areas where a lot of the, you know, these serious accidents will, will, will occur and, and no one has a good insurance policy because everyone's trying to pay as low as possible for their insurance and to lower their coverages is, is really the only way to do it. There's, there's, 
when you say something's broken, something's broken on a lot of different levels just because <laughs> of the cost of it. You know what I mean? Like, right. So, yeah, yeah that was, that, and that was my point. It's not just saying like that you guys are broken. It's, it's like, it, I, the very first thing I said was the consumer has to take a lot of the responsibility as, as, as well. And that was the very first thing I said before I got shouted down. So like, I, I think it's, <laughs> it, cut, it, cut, it cuts both Sorry. ways. Um, no, ju- <laughs> right. Like, did I not say that? I, I, we need a, you know what we need? We need like a court reporter. To, to do these things and like they can here's read my, the record here, back but here's, here's my like, thing no, this though, is what Josh actually said here, here's what I believe that your problem is that like you're like the we're not doing a good enough job explaining to people people would be picking choosing on their own full tort more often if they understood some of them you're probably right but most people understand one thing full tort is more money and I don't have more money Sure. so I don't think that is ever really going to change like people make decisions in life not based off of fat, not based off what's smart. They make decisions, a lot of them, based, based off, off what they can money. afford. And if right. they can't afford it, they ain't getting it. Nick, I have so, a question. Would you say okay. the average policy in Philly is like, is it really like that high? Is it like I mean, five? You're, if you, you're taking so many different factors into consideration, unfortunately, because I, I, it's, it's tough for me to even answer that with two neighbors sitting next to each other who own oh, the no, exact same I, vehicle I got or it, the I got exact it. same age. There's, you know, the driving record. I mean, one accident will, will end up killing sure. you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or bad credit with the consumer reports will end up killing you. You know what I mean? So it's, there's, there's so many different factors to, you know, look at an insurance policy. When I was giving those numbers before, I'm, I'm. I'm not throwing them out there because no, no. they don't How exist. About, you know what I mean? There are definitely people that pay seventy, nine hundred dollars or a thousand bucks a month for a really nice Mercedes. And sure, yes, definitely. That definitely happens. You know, so I guess a better question, because it, it kind of builds into it. Would you just say and I didn't I wasn't actually quoting your numbers, right? But you would agree, like just on a general level, it is more expensive just to have a policy in a more populated area like Philly, right? That's all I was kind of saying. Yep. Absolutely. As soon as you break over into like the suburban as opposed to urban zip codes, you're absolutely going to pay less for your insurance just as a whole based off of claims frequency, you know, populate all the all things considered. But but yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, 100 percent. That's not a myth. That, Got you. Just to circle. But just to just to cover that one point again, um, as a whole, like on average, like the average policy switching from just making one change, switching from limited tort to full tort on the average policy, Nick, you're, you're not talking a great deal, a great sum of money, right? I mean, in your experience, it, it, it can, I know it depends so on for a lot some, of stuff. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, I would have to, I'd have to understand like the cost of the insurance policy prior to the change in order for me to give you like a, an understanding of if it affected the, the, the policy substantially, right? Like I said, I've seen some policies where it changes a hundred bucks over the course of six months where someone will literally barely notice it within sure. the, the cost of their insurance policy, but, but a, a car with, or a policy with, you know, five cars on it or a couple kids on it. Yeah. You're not talking about a hundred dollars every six months anymore. That's a, you know, five, six, seven, eight, a thousand dollar difference every six it can make a, a massive difference on the cost of their insurance and if they're only paying you know a thousand or fifteen hundred or two thousand dollars now the cost of their insurance just increased you know 33 percent or something like that for changing their tort option and that's you know not in the budget so it, it can it, it can certainly but in some circumstances it doesn't it it really depends on the rate that they were eligible for prior to making that change because if you're getting a good low rate you know with limited tort or or whatever the case is and then you add it on there it 
it could not affect it that much for sure. So how many, how often does it happen where somebody calls you, right? A, cons a customer calls you and says, uh, I have, I want to switch. I have limited tort. I want to switch to full tort. Well, why do you want to do it? Cause I was just in an accident. My lawyer told me I can't get any money because I'm limited tort. I want to switch. <laughs> that, that has to happen. Right. It's, right? it's happened. Um, it doesn't happen regularly, but it's, it's definitely okay. happened hundred percent. People have, you know, been in accidents, realized they had limited tort talk based off of their injuries and a lot of the stuff. And, and one big thing here I wanted to mention, like soft tissue and stuff like that. I, I mentioned, like, if you don't have serious injuries, you wouldn't be able to sue. Like, yeah, I mean, you, maybe a court or you guys know better than me would determine or whatever those serious injuries are, but I don't yeah. want back pain for the rest of my no, life. You know no. what I mean? And if, and if a court determines that's not a serious or whatever the case is, and you have soft tissue damage or, or whatever the case is, you're, you're in a position where you're definitely not going to be able to, um, you know, sue someone if they make that, that determination. So yeah, it can definitely put some people in a really rough spot who get injured in an accident where I'm not, you know, talking about the guy that broke his pinky and decides to sue someone. I mean, anyone with any type of injuries should have the option to sue. And what's crazy is like, we're the only state that even has this option, like the tort option in place, you know, like outside of Michigan or one other state with like a, a tort option, like we literally are the only ones that make our clients yeah, decide well, like new jersey has their version, that, has a version right. of it but it's like yeah. a mini tort but yes yeah, exactly yeah so are you are, are you saying that every other state doesn't like it if you get injured they kind of just take it as is correct yes it, basically every other state in the entire country has full tort yeah and pennsylvania is the only one that makes their residents decide what <laughs> they can sue for yeah but yeah. yes it's like pennsylvania new jersey michigan and that might be it it might just be i think three. those are the three michigan and new jersey the only ones they have like extraordinary medicals that are tied into the like you being injured where there's like a million dollars attached to every accident like no matter what I, and this is in michigan i'm talking about there's like it's just a, a fund that gets paid into i think essentially where instead of lawsuits and frivolous lawsuits and all the things that cause people you know to pay all this money there, there's basically a a fund in place uh, that that would pay out in the event that there are any serious injuries stemming from a car accident, lawsuits, and all that stuff. So, it's pretty, yeah, and pretty... just the the crazy thing about it on limited tort is there is no real definition of serious bodily injury. There's no the, the courts define it based on the facts of the case. Wow. So that's the other I didn't thing. know like, that part. Yeah. So when you're limited tort, like you're not. It's not your decision. It's not your lawyer's decision. It's not the yeah. doctor. It's not the doctor's decision. A judge. Or a jury decides if you were if you sustain serious bodily injury. So again, you're just another reason why you're leaving it up to someone else to decide that, not you, exactly. not the person who's right. actually hurt. So anyway, we could do four hours on this. Absolutely. <laughs> I was about no. to say, see, see, Dom, you you was worried you wasn't going to have enough knowledge. Uh, we told you the law touches. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely definitely a little bit worried. Tom, no, you, I wouldn't are, be. Are you in the Are you involved in the actual claims process at all, or have you ever been in your career? No, no, not at all. Uh, I don't work in, I mean, I, I really am more in like the, the sales side yeah. of, of things. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, as far, like as an agent, you, you need to be involved in the claims process, not to the point where like, you know, we just had a client stop by our agency the other day and they were in a car accident. And they wanted us to take pictures of it. It's not really the way it works anymore, but whatever you were in the area and you wanted to stop by, I'll definitely do it for you. You know? So they kind of make everything automated. You have an accident, you take pictures with your phone. You, you know what I mean? You bring it to one of our certified repair shops or whatever the case is, you know? So uh, 
to be involved in the process now is kind of difficult just because everything is so uh, segmented by like divisions, you know, like I'm an agent, I work in the office, there, there's a claims adjuster that works as the claims adjuster, I'm not going to go and do his job, you know, everyone kind of has their own role that they play here, unless there's some sort of an issue, or our clients are running into some sort of, you know, problem or pushback, we do is, you know, don't really have much to do with the the, the back end of the claims process. Yeah, okay. and, right. you know, well, that's, to, I'm glad I know that. Okay. You know, to get Josh off your back a little here, I, I just want to tell a story quick because uh, <laughs> because I was at your office one day after court and I heard him having this conversation and the phone call lasted way too long, by the way, because I had to sit there in silence right, and listen for like 25 minutes. And all I heard him doing was informing her exactly what it was right? Exactly about the switches of tort and full tort and what it means and why she should have it. And then it ended with, well, yes, it's cheaper to go with limited tort, right? Because guess what? That's what she cared about. And I'll never forget that conversation. And all I thought in my head was, Josh, it, there's at least one person working in insurance that should meet your standards, right? Because he's out here trying to make sure they understand really what's important. And even when he's done, it comes back to, well, you know, just give me whatever the cheaper one is. Okay. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's not much you can do. And it's yeah, not just that coverage. It's any coverage. I, I mean, you, you were talking about uninsured motorists and the importance of that coverage in one of your videos, Josh, that I, that I watched earlier. I mean, that one's, that one's great, but it, it's just like, once again, an optional coverage, they, they hear optional and it's just like, they, they can't wait to make their insurance policy cheaper. It isn't until they get into an accident with an uninsured motorist or someone without enough insurance that it, it even you know, comes into play. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. it's every coverage. Yep. I agree. I, it, I, but it's a good thing too. Like when, when people decide, I don't want to pay for uninsured motorists. I'll never, no one, no one, I mean, despite the fact that like one out of every seven people out on the Pennsylvania roadways are uninsured. People are always like, well, I'm never going to hit, I'm, that's never going to be me. That's never going to be me. But again, the reality is it, Definitely you take, happens. You, you just you just roll on the dice. <laughs> Def, definitely, definitely happens. Yeah, Josh cannot like comprehend the fact that people make dumb decisions on a regular basis. No, like, I it mean, blows it, his mind that people just mm -hmm. do dumb things with like knowledge when they have information right in front of them and still like do something that's just wrong. I, I think that's yeah. like he can't comprehend that. Yeah, my brain. Yeah. It does happen, brain. Josh. People people my... do dumb things all the time, yeah. I promise. Like, break the law, right? Like, this is why this <laughs> makes sense to me because we tell our clients all the time what to do just for them to turn around and call us the very next day and blame us as if we didn't just tell them exactly what was happening. Mm -hmm. So, like, mm -hmm. in my mind, doesn't it make more sense that all the people who are selling the insurance would try to get more money like, wouldn't that help their case if they're selling full tort over limited tort? Why would they, like, instinctually be trying to lowball unless they were just trying to make the sale, I guess, right? So, like, yeah. anybody who could, they would be trying to talk people into it. Which it I don't want there to be any confusion be like, no. there. There, there should be no confusion there. There are definitely agents that do that. A hundred percent looking to get the cheapest insurance policy at the lowest rate without discussing insurance coverages. I mean, I don't, I'm not trying to say that 
uh, every single insurance agent is out there doing that. But anyone that works for like a call center, they're required to because they have a talk tree that they have to say in order to get paid. You know what I mean? So there's, mm. there's a difference in between the people that work in a call center and then like contacting an agent. Someone that works in my role has a lot of freedoms to make mistakes like that. You know what I mean? There, there are absolutely an opportunity to not have that discussion. So he's a hundred percent right in saying that people <laughs> don't have it because, you know, I don't, I don't know that people would have such terrible insurance policies in place for them if someone was ever actually taking the time to explain what the difference between a good insurance policy and a bad policy was. So he's not wrong. I mean, because so there me, are so terrible this, versions. Let me ask you this. So like what for, you know, our main objective is always to be giving these people like information. If somebody is, and first of all, shout out yourself. So if somebody exactly. needs was, some insurance, yeah. you need to let them know how to, how to get to you. What's your number? How can they contact you? And what are yeah. things that they should be asking? What are some things that like, if they, like, if, if they're just getting rushed through, can you talk through something that you could be like, Hey, look, some red flag should be going up and you should get a second opinion type of thing. Really, people should probably shop their insurance policy regularly. I mean, to be honest with you, call your insurance agent. And if he's doing a bad job or he can't give you answers to your questions, just just pick up the phone and, and call another company. There, there's no shortage of insurance agents um, out there and there's no shortage of, of companies. It'll really be up to you. I, I mean, I, I say this regularly, like all, all the company I work for, Allstate Insurance, and not all circumstances are we the lowest policy. Like if every single person I quoted, I was the lowest price, I would have, you know, every single client every time. And that's not the case. But what I do try to offer is an additional service that most people aren't receiving right now, which is an actual local agent that you can call and ask questions to and get advice from and essentially make changes with, as opposed to clicking things online and sort of being like, I don't know if I did that right, which is really where everyone is at this point. They get off the phone and they're they're not really sure what their insurance companies. They call, they make changes. They don't know what coverages they have. They don't really know anything. And I'm not trying to insult anyone by saying that because most people just get their insurance policy. They assume they're covered and they file it away. And that's the extent of it. Until they have an accident, they don't really find out what their coverage is and what they are and aren't covered for. So pick up your policy, review it, call your agent, ask him questions. And if he can't answer them to, you know, the, your satisfaction, then call another insurance company and listen to another agent speak. Cause I guarantee you, there's probably another one out there that would be interested for a new client to call them and, and have them talk to them about insurance. So uh, it's, it's all up to what decisions they make as far as consumers, just like anything else, you want to go out there and shop it find the best value for your insurance. Like I said, like we're not always the cheapest, but I, I try to create value with the insurance policy by offering myself, you know, kind of free of charges, pick up the phone, dial a local number, and, and I would be the one to, to kind of help you out with that. And that's, that's really the best advice I could give people is just find an agent that's easy to work with that you can ask questions to. And, and that's the, the best possible thing that we can do as agents for people is just answer their questions as honestly and, you know, forwardly as we can. Yep. And last question, man, because you forgot the most important part, because all I took away from this that you're saying is they should be calling you since you actually can talk to them and explain. <laughs> but if they don't know how to get a hold of you and where you the name of your agency, then it's not going to help. So I, shout it I out. Work, I work for the Anthony Perno agency. We are in Furlong, Pennsylvania. You can contact us at uh, 215-364-9500. Uh, not just to you know, sell you an insurance policy, any questions you have, if you're in Pennsylvania, I'd be happy to discuss with you. So 
anyone and, can reach out. Yep. And most importantly, call Nick and switch your limited tort to full tort. Okay. Come on. How many times have we said this? So, all right, now we're going to get to the fun part, right? Now's the fun part, Nick. So, uh, we have a couple of videos lined up that, uh, they're, they're decent. So Mike, whenever you're ready, man, go ahead and throw up that first video. Yeah, we could you can turn the, the volume on. Oh my god. Oh man. Hey, whatever. <laughs> just just let them let them destroy your car and don't hurt any of them. Let them absolutely destroy your car. That's that's what you should oh, do. Oh man, damn, he killed me. He's killing me. <laughs> oh, there won't be. No, it's fine. It. So hold oh, on. Okay. Yeah, because you're playing it. So let's play it, and yeah, then I'll cut one more this. Time, please. No, nah, just play. It. It's okay, Mike. Go back. Play no, the whole thing. No, just keep things. playing it. That's fine. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Wonder what he did. Oh, it gets better. Well, <laughs> not better, but it continues. I wonder, I wonder what he did. <laughs> well. Kids, man. Yeah, I'm out of here. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! Why'd they pick that car? There were so many other cars, though. Like, why that car? So, for our fans, you can stop it there, Mike. That's basically everything. So, for our fans that are uh, not watching on YouTube, we're going to describe kind of quickly. Uh, essentially, what happened? This this uh, scene that we just watched happened in Philadelphia. I believe it just happened a couple of days ago. Um, there were, I don't know, anywhere from like 30 to 50 young kids, it looked like teenage running out in the street. And essentially what they seemed to be doing was trying to stop cars. And if a car stopped, they would kick, jump on it, um, vandalize it essentially. One car finally gets away. They do this to another car that tries to like reroute itself. It tries to make a U-turn in the middle of the street but they chase it down um, that we muted it due to the language. There's a bunch <laughs> of uh, language going on that, you know, we don't, we don't want to deal with right now. So that was why we muted it. But with that being said, Nick, what are your thoughts? Um, specifically, I, I was really in interested in like, what kind of insurance do you need for like kids? ain't-ish? <laughs> so that that's just comprehensive coverage, really, because I mean, basically anything other than a collision, that's like co there's collision coverage and then comprehensive coverage and comprehensive coverage is, is literally called other than collision coverage for a reason, 
because it, it actually protects you for anything other than a collision. Literally anything that could happen to your vehicle aside from you hitting an object or a vehicle, which would be a collision accident, is covered through your comprehensive coverage. So things like that, vandalism, um, any sort of you know theft, I mean, if they did anything to the car, really anything to the vehicle is going to be covered through that comprehensive portion. So you don't need to carry anything special or specific, specific on your insurance policy, excuse me, just uh, basically have comprehensive coverage and then you would have coverage in the event that kids decide to elbow drop your vehicle. <laughs> but again, but again, comprehensive is optional, right? You don't have to, there's no, definitely. They only oh my God, Josh. <laughs> That's oh, cool. yeah, no, no, he, he, no, that exactly. If someone just wants liability coverage on their car. So if any one of those cars that were driving on the street, just carrying liability coverage and those kids decide to do that, that, that owner is SOL. It doesn't matter. Whatever happens, it would be up to that owner to go and exactly contact one of you guys and start suing parents or whatever happens for, for vandalizing <laughs> yeah. vehicles. I don't know what, what happens after that, but it definitely doesn't involve me. Once they don't have co coverage for the vehicle, that car could be, you know, like the, the, the Super Bowl stuff, like everything that happened. You know how many cars got flipped over in Philly? I, I mean, like that uh, stuff happens all the time. You know what I mean? People run by cars and punch out all the windows and you know, do whatever they want to the vehicles that are parked on the street. So yeah, that stuff happens all the time, but it's still just vandalism, you know, whichever way you really. Well, kind of let me, talk. let me jump in and let me, what is that? Ooh. Let me jump in and say Ooh. first, Nick, if I don't have comprehensive coverage on my car, please update that. Work over. <laughs> no, you're good. You're <laughs> like, you got, yeah. But no, I was just laughing at Josh because, because I, I can't believe that's you guys. To the, of course it is. I, I can't believe that either. I want to ask I though, the that. attorneys about some criminal things. And, and Nick, I want to get your take on this too. So within this video, you see a lot of children and they are jumping and they are vandalizing the cars that you say. We have the benefit of hindsight of seeing kind of how it ended. But let's pretend right now that that situation while we're going through it, attorneys first, what do you guys think uh, criminal charges should go what are, what about the kids what and how do you see this playing out and i know dave i'll let you talk so tell me your guys thoughts on this my god i mean you know the kids will get charged with criminal mischief stuff like that but what i'd be worried about is those kids because if i'm one of those drivers or i'm a driver that decided that i want to exercise my uh right to defend myself right i know this is what we were talking about before you know with a mob of people jumping on your car if somebody just decides that you know they're going to use their gun to get those kids off the car the question really becomes would they be justified and you know how i feel about you know self-defense i mean it's i don't know but it seems like you can make a pretty good argument that i you know if i'm the driver i'm in fear for my safety or my life at that point right now i know we can watch the video and see how it ended you know the cars are pulling away but that's because we have a video but if i'm in that car or i jump out with a baseball bat and start hitting them I don't know, man. I don't know. It's a decent argument for self-defense is what I'm saying. I agree. That's where I'm trying to go with this. So, Prosecutor Josh, what do you say? Somebody, Dave Strenfeld, hops out of the car, <laughs> either with a gun or a bat, based off of this. What is a prosecute As a prosecutor, what do you say to that situation? Um, what I say is he's – I mean, personally, I think he's probably justified for beating the shit out of all the kids. Um, <laughs> you know – that's the thing. Like, if Dave, here's the thing. If Dave got, if they, if they did that to Dave's car and Dave got out and beat, beat, like hit two of them with a bat in the in the head, those kids, those kids would never do that shit again, right? So, 
Maybe. The pr- I, I mean, I don't know, man. Because they're going to be like, yo, let's go jump on cars. And be like, nah, man. Last time I got fucking hit in the head with a bat. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's all right. You're you're for the, you got to hold on for the swear jar today. <laughs> yeah, you're I was going to say, that goes, in the swear, that goes in the swear jar. But, I mean, I'm not... Yeah, I'm not going to prosecute somebody for, especially when it's all on video like that. I'm not going to prosecute some. Now, if you get out of the car and with an AR-15 and just open fire, I mean, that's a little bit of a different situation. But uh, I think the closer that the kids get to the driver's door or the, any of the doors, I really think it's it's anything goes at that point. Because if they're trying to get in the car, then I think it's it's full on like someone's got to go, you know, or someone's going to get hurt. And so, let me Nick, ask you this. I was just going to say, Josh, what if I just decided to run a couple over? Does that change your opinion? Like if I try, let's say I'm just trying to get away and I just, I'm like, yo, I'm out of here. You know what I mean? And I run a couple if the, over. If, if, if there's kids trying to get in the door, if there's kids trying to open the car and you, and you, and you floor it and just take off, I, I think that's just, I think that's a justifiable act. I think Especially it's close. Especially if you've got, if you've got family in the car, like if I'm in the car with like mm. my kids in the back seat, yeah, I'm going to run somebody over. Right. Yeah, like, I think it's. Uh, I think so that's a close argument. Yeah, it's going to come down to all the the specific facts of the situation. But like, you know, the, again, the closer they get to getting into the car, the more justified the acts of the, you know, quote the victim become. In my in my mind, and I think I think any Philly, I mean, you know, hopefully they bring like riot charges against these kids. You know, mm, I didn't think about that. Nick, what do riot, you say? They've had riot prosecutions Here. on this. Yeah, that's why I like that. As soon as I saw the video, I said, let them just do it. Just because, like, <laughs> listen, if, if you have comprehensive coverage and you're sitting in your car and there's 20 kids elbow dropping it, I'm not getting out to fight any of them. I'll be yeah. honest with you. I want to that's destroy the- my car, but <laughs> let me drive it home. I'll call my insurance company and the everything's last, all good. That's the last thing you're thinking about when these kids are banging on your on your hood, dude. Wait, your probably, do I have <laughs> comprehensive or do I have a, what's my deductible again? Wait, I'll be what? honest. Maybe, maybe the last thing you're thinking about, I honestly would think about that first and then I'd move on to other <laughs> things. That would truly be probably <laughs> right. the first thing that I think about. You and then are, I would start to address. You are an insur- you're an insurance salesman, son. Very yep. true. Very true. I totally, um, belie- I totally believe him. I totally believe you. <laughs> I totally believe you, dog. Because the first right. thing I think is like I, my training, the stuff I do all day. So the right. first thing I thought of is like, what would I do? I would start thinking this is absolutely self-defense. Like, how would I get out of this? And the kids are surrounding it. I would, but now that you said it, that was interesting because now I can think differently because I know, okay, well, if I have comprehensive coverage, number one, that is going to put me at a different level of like, I'm not worried about my car anymore. Because you start hitting people with your car that creates different damage though. You know what I mean? That's a different accident. The kids elbows (laughs) on the hoods and the the (laughs) knees on the the bumper. That's where they get you. That's where they get you. It's going to be like, they're going to be like, if I hit the kids, then I can't, then I can't use the comprehensive. But if they listen, if you start mowing kids over with your car, you have such bigger (laughs) problems to worry about than like if your vehicle is going to get fixed, but like whether we're going to pay for it or not, it, it makes it difficult because like, I don't know. Really, any any intentional damage isn't going to be covered through the insurance policy. So if at any point that you guys determine in the court case that the damage that or like he did that intentionally or, you know, whatever. Listen, it's it's probably above my pay grade to even be talking about the details of something like that, because it does take (laughs) all state claims lawyers on on our end to talk to, you know, lawyers on mm-hmm. on on that end to to make any of this make sense so it, it is definitely beyond me to to kind of get into those like 
you know, those type of discussions. But like, I don't know, as far as like the coverage that's available, you have coverage for everything as long as you don't do it intentionally to your vehicle. So, you know what I find interesting if and I'll end it on this because we always talk about how iffy self-defense could be right now. Imagine if we were arguing a self-defense case in front of somebody like Nick, who basically in his head was like, well, why wouldn't you just drive away? Like, I don't know, your car insurance might cover it like you you actually ran over these kids instead right and now you're going to be looking at somebody that doesn't believe it's self-defense potentially right so this is why i always say self-defense is never cleared because everybody can look at it differently especially if it's kids or you're running them over you could be as scared as you want but a jury could still say yeah you shouldn't have done that it's just a car right 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 those kids could have been running up on anyone's car you know uh uh uh, some guy that hates them who has a loaded handgun or some old lady that has absolutely no idea what to do when she accelerates to get out of there i mean it's dangerous like kind of for everyone i mean kids don't really give Mm -hmm. a shit that's why they did it but i'm saying like you know it's just (laughs) all right i think we got another one right so mike if you can go ahead and cue it up Oh, God. So actually what makes that one the most, yeah, what makes that one the most difficult is the fact that it took place in a a parking lot. When accidents (laughs) take place in a parking lot, a, a certain assumption of liability is already on both parties because it's not a public roadway. So there aren't like public, uh, like there aren't speed limits unless they're marked in those. There aren't like, you know, right of ways that are clearly marked that people necessarily have to abide by by law. Those are just like the markings of the parking lot. So in a lot of circumstances, when someone's like, I have the right of way and different things like that, it can kind of be difficult when they're in a parking lot. Um, and also, like I said, you, you do assume a certain portion of the liability just by being in that parking lot. So accidents are typically never 100%. The even in that circumstance, an insane circumstance like that, where someone <laughs> is clearly backing up into another person's vehicle, um, there's a certain assumption of liability by both parties just because they're in that parking lot. So it might be 90-10, or they might assume a, a certain portion of it, but it's never really a hundred percent the person's fault in a parking lot like that damn i defer to nick so i I, you just you just taught me that and (laughs) so just for the for the viewers who who again aren't uh watching and just listening there this accident was in the parking lot there was a truck that basically pulls up stops and then a another car backs out this truck just backs right into the car that's essentially what we what i saw everybody agree on that Yep. Okay. Honestly, I don't, I don't know what the first. I don't know what that first dude was doing. Like, you can't yeah. when you're back when you're in reverse, you must be paying attention. Like, I, I don't understand why people go in reverse faster than like two or three miles an hour. Like, especially and now, I I agree with you. I didn't know that about the parking lot situation at all. So that was really interesting. Uh, Josh, what are your thoughts? Um, that it's going to be. A- it's going to be hard for me to, that's not going to be necessarily a case that I would want to represent either person on because what partially because of what Nick just said and the liability split that is, that is going to happen where both insurance companies are going to say, okay, our drivers may be 50% at fault. Your driver's 50% at fault. 
So whatever your injuries are, if there are any in this case, whatever your injuries are, we think maybe they're worth $5,000, right? But we're only going to offer you 2,500 because you're 50% at fault, right, Nick? I mean, that's how they would do yeah. it. So, yeah, I mean, they'd and, separate and, the liability, yeah. Right, and the same thing with, um, with the property damage as well. I mean, you might only see um, 50% cut both ways. So uh, the, those type of situations, I mean, I, I think clearly um, the one driver is at fault. So if I have the driver that was struck, that was basically just sitting there in a stopped vehicle and this other jackass, that's not a swear, right? Yeah. <laughs> that is absolutely a potty word. Is you it? owe us $10. Right. That's another 10 yeah. Can your so kids say I... it? No. Well, then it's a bad word. Okay. So um, what was I saying? I don't even remember what I was saying. The guy was the jackass, oh, man. Uh, the, yeah. And, and, the guy, <laughs> and the guy plows into him, right? And from the back, and I've got, and I've got the, and I'm representing someone that has fairly significant injuries. You know, I, that's a situation where I'm not probably going to take 50% of that. Like, I'm going to say, fine, you want to come in and argue this 90% liability. Everyone's, everyone in the parking lot is all liable for the same thing to a jury. Mr. Defense Attorney, go knock yourself out. Like, we'll play this video. My client's seriously injured. Yeah. And then, and we'll get 100%. You know, and but, and that's definitely true too. I mean, people right? could just be completely dishonest or have done something intentionally. I mean, things that happen all the time. I mean, I, there's absolutely no reason for a person to, to go in reverse once they're, you know, there anyways. I mean, they're going to have to come up with some sort of reasonable explanation. Like, right. why did you put your vehicle right. in reverse right. again and slam into the person? And if <laughs> throughout that investigation uh, of the claims, if they determined that this guy was dishonest or did it intentionally, we're not going to cover the damages that you do anyway. So in addition to, you know, True. what you're already right. responsible for, for those injuries, if you do anything to someone intentionally, you know, your insurance company is not going to have your back either. Like we literally do only have your back when it's an accident, you know, yeah. like that's the reason why it's an accident. You do anything intentionally, they don't necessarily have to be in your corner. You know, you can't just go out there smashing into cars because that's still like, you know, you're still damaging other people's property. I mean, once again, I mean, you're getting into more your, you know, realm than mine, but, but, you know, there's a reason why it's called an accident, you know? Hey, that's so funny because I was like, wait a minute, if they don't, if they don't pay, then what happened? But then it becomes restitution because now you're dealing with the criminal world to vandalism. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, exactly. that would be how they do it. But good luck there because like essentially most people who do things like that don't yeah. have any money. Or the no. same thing that if, you know, you're trying to sue someone who's driving around without insurance, like good, right. good, good luck, you know, like yep. what are you going to get from someone? You're going to get nothing from them. That's why the uninsured motorist portion, that, that's important. Trying to sue someone without insurance is going to be impossible. All right, Mike, go ahead and one. fire Mike, up the got, next, got one. Got yeah. next one. These are pretty good. Run that one more time. Sorry, I missed what happened. Run that again. There goes the cop. Yeah. Run that yeah. one more time. Run that one more time. Slows down. Uh. Okay. I see it. I see it. Nick, what do you can you see what's going on, Nick? So that just 
Yeah, like they just fall over. I mean, it's just, you know, if you fall on your bike, that's okay. It's collision coverage as long as you're carrying <laughs> it on your bike. I mean, if you hurt your yourself, I mean, you have medical coverage through your insurance policy for yourself. But I, I mean, if it's for yourself and you just fall over, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, that's it. Really... What about, yeah, exactly. What about it seems, but it seems as though the first person falls over, which causes the person behind them to fall over. What if the second person calls either Josh or Nick and it like, is that change the, the scenario? Yeah, sort of. I mean, they're always going to establish the at fault party. So especially with something that's on video like that, they're going to just look at that closely, establish who's actually responsible for it. And then typically, you know, their insurance policy would pay for it. Um, or, you know, if they're with the same company, they might waive deductibles or something like that. Or, you know, but as far as like who establishing who's at fault, it makes it a lot easier when the accident's on video. Um, they can kind of look at that. No. Yeah, I mean, good luck. Good luck. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. No. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, you know, you're supposed to be paying attention and control your vehicle at all times. So it's just like, for the same reason that like when people get rear-ended, it's like you slammed on your brakes. And it's like, yeah, but you're really close to that person probably. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> so, you know, you just always have to be paying attention. I mean, if you're, you know, out there on your motorcycle, I'm sure, you know, there's other things that are running through your mind. People get in accidents all the time and a, a minor accident in a car is minor. And then like, you know, an accident like that on a motorcycle, like who knows that guy could break his neck just by falling over like that. You know what I mean? It's like so serious as soon as it goes to a motorcycle, um, just because there's really no protection for them other than the gear that they're wearing. So I mean, Nick, people get injured a lot more often like that. Nick, do you write, do you write, do you write a lot of motorcycle policies? Not a lot. I mean, less than car insurance, but yes, I, we course. definitely do. But, but yeah, definitely. Yep. And just, and the important thing that we want our viewers to know on motorcycle policies is there's no built-in personal injury protection, right? Like you would get in a vehicle, like a motor vehicle, the, the state requires you to carry at least a minimum of 5,000 5, right? whereas yep. motorcycle, you don't get that, right? Nope. So you eh. have to, you, you have to pay extra if you want, again, it's optional, which is crazy. Right. But, exactly right. Um, you have to pay extra to, to protect, you know, in case you have medical expenses, you have to pay extra to get them on your motorcycle policy. Definitely. And and with uninsured motorists and medical coverage, even in that sense, I, I, I mean, if you're ever injured and you don't have those coverages, as long as you have personal health insurance, you are going to be, you know, protected for your injuries. And I know I know it's not what you want to hear, because that's probably what people hear. And that's how they make the decision. Like, oh, I have health insurance. I don't want to pay for it twice. But but yes, I mean, essentially, you're going to need to have that coverage in place because it avoids you having to make claims on separate insurance policies. You make a claim on your car insurance and then on your health insurance for injuries. No, you can just have everything covered through your car insurance if you would want to. But but yeah, he's right. Medical coverage is not required on uh, the motorcycle insurance policies. The guest liability portion of it is a separate coverage. So there, there's so many different um particular coverages that exist on motorcycle insurance that don't exist on auto insurance policies for, you know, uh, yourself and, and others that would be potentially riding with you or riding the bike in your place in the event of an accident. So really to sum it up, right? Um, everything that protects you, your property, your car, it's all optional. And you are an idiot if you're not at least getting the information before you make the decision, right? So I can't believe how many times I heard optional today for all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's true. And, and unless there's financing on the vehicle, those full coverage, you know, comprehensive and collision coverage, as I mentioned, those, those 
can be removed as well. I, I mean, that's only required because it's in the terms of the financing agreement. The finance company that actually owns the vehicle is the one that's making you carry those coverages on the insurance policy because they want their money back in the event you know that, that a total loss or something like that happens on it. So sure. yeah, it's, it's all completely optional once you own it. <laughs> man, I tell you, man, you you gave a lot of a lot of good information, some stuff that even Josh didn't teach me yet. So we definitely need to have you back. I think that is a, a mountain of knowledge, man, that you have, and we we hope that we can send people your way. So we're gonna have Dave uh, like put your information down at the bottom. We're gonna have you back. And uh, one one thing before we get out of here, we like to do is just let people know what we're doing for the weekend. So, you know, why don't you let people know what you're getting into this weekend? Are you like, Dave, you're not doing anything? <laughs> oh, I wish. I wish. I'm usually doing the same thing as Dave or trying to do as little as possible on the weekends. But, um, yeah, I'm actually going traveling up to my, my, my dad's this weekend, uh, northern part of Pennsylvania, close to where me and Dave grew up. Um, he, he's got a big property out there. So I'm going to go help him out with a, a couple of things. and spend some time with him and then uh, come back on, on Sunday. So a nice three and a half hour trip up there and three and a half hour trip back. Well, we nice. appreciate your time, man. We definitely appreciate your time. Sure, man. Uh, Dave, sure. What, what are you getting into this weekend? Well, since Nick's not around, which means I have nobody to play video games with, so I'm actually going to... be playing by yourself all weekend? Yeah. No. Playing with yourself all weekend. No, <laughs> I'm actually... I'm... <laughs> If I didn't have things to do, probably, man, because without Nick here, there's there's really nothing going on. But so Saturday, I'm actually out canvassing. Um, this won't come out before the primary, but you guys have better voted on the primary. That's also important. Again, I'm running for council, so I got to get out there, talk to some people, make sure, you know, the right people are getting elected. And Sunday, the only thing that matters is the Sixers game, because if they lose, I'm done. You know what I mean? I'm done with the podcast. I'm done. Oh. I'm gonna. Re I'm retiring. Oh, wow. Yo, wow. Like, yo, he's. Packing I'm packing it, it in because I'm he's not dealing with dope. it anymore. That's my weekend, man. I, yeah. I'll tell you, the Sixers just put a whole lot of this on the line for me. Like, your whole law firm's at risk right now. <laughs> we got a big. I mean, whoa, whoa, whoa. only Sunday. half. Only half. He put the, the strength <laughs> yeah. fell out there. All right. Luff, yeah. Luff, listen. The Sixers, I'm not. I, I rock with them, they my heart. But if they lose, Luff, the right. Luff part is still gonna practice law. <laughs> yeah, life, life goes on. We'll right. see. We'll Josh, see. What are you, what, what are you, what are you and your kids getting into? Well, Sunday's Mother's Day, so that that day's sort of already spoken Very true. for. Um, so it's really I only shame on us. To... Shame on us. Better question: What are you doing for? What are you doing for Megan and Mother's Day this weekend? Um, what are you guys doing? Breakfast well, in bed. No, we're gonna go to we're gonna do a brunch at one of the grandparents' house, and then we're gonna do another. Um, we're gonna go to uh, it's called Lim Villa Orchards, which is in like which is a couple. Uh, it's right. Over, it's in actually in Delaware County, but it's like uh, they got a lot of farmland and like playgrounds and stuff for the kids. So that'll be that'll be great to like just run them around on Sunday because I think the weather's supposed to be really nice. So we'll get everybody I mean, running around. I wish Megan could see this before it came out, Josh, because what I'm hearing is you're going to take the kids to brunch and you're going to take them to the orchard. Megan's going to get to go have a couple Bloody Marys and That's finally not have some kid person. time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Be, you, be, you be the right one. Here's what Megan wants. I'll, I'll tell you for her. She wants you <laughs> yeah. to wake up super early, take the kids, all of them, out of the house somewhere, do whatever you want and don't come back until like 
time for them to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. That you live, that's, a, that's fan. That's a fantasy. That's fantasy land. <laughs> Just doesn't work that way anymore. I, I wish yeah. I could do that. Sorry, for Megan. We tried. She wouldn't honestly, dude, I don't think she would allow that to happen because she would be worried about like the three kids and me. So four of us leaving the house, but not all four of us coming back. Yeah. So <laughs> you can't even keep him alive for a day. <laughs> I think she would. I think she would have serious concerns about that. She'd be like, "Look, you got to leave one of them here." Like, you're, not <laughs> <laughs> you're untrustable. Right, well, it's best that y'all do things together. Then. Do you have a <laughs> break on Saturday at least? Say. You get well, a break dude, Saturday. There aren't like. There's no breaks. Like, there's no. <laughs> it's. It, I don't. So fair. Yeah, Better I mean, question. Well, no birthdays, right? No, we don't have a birthday. Saturday is the first birthday free Saturday we've had in about a month. So there you go. We'll, there you go. We'll, we'll, you know, again, we'll, we'll rejoice, but we'll find stuff to do. Yeah. But fair enough. Sunday, everybody, you know, fair enough. Tell them, tell your mom you love them. Absolutely. Tell your mom you love them every day. And on that note, God, I mean, uh, same thing I'm doing. Y'all know I'm a big old mama's boy. So Mother's Day to me is every day. I don't care. I'm always with my mom. And on that note, guys, we appreciate y'all. Stay safe. Like, comment, share. Fight for justice. We out. Right, Thank later. you, guys. Thanks, Nick. Thank you. Fight, 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 f